At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. This is Long Shots, VEASAN's premier golf betting podcast. Here's Matt Brown, Wes Reynolds, and Kelly Bidlin. Hello, and welcome to a very special edition of Long Shots here on VEASAN and DraftKings Network. And it is a little bit more special today than it was whenever we uh, went to bed last night. It is Matt Brown, it's Wes Reynolds, it is Kelly Bidlin here on the desk. And unless you have absolutely no access to sports media whatsoever... You already know what is basically the biggest news in sports going on right now. I mean, it's even bigger than what's, you know, the playoff game time is bigger than NHL. This is something that is basically dominating everything going on right now. And that is the fact that the PGA Tour has decided to merge. The PGA Tour and DP World Tour have decided to merge with Live Golf. This went through very shockingly to me on a breaking news from CNBC. It was not one <laughs> yep. of the, not one of any of the sports stations, not from the golf itself. It was actually CNBC who broke it, which made me think that some writer had gotten duped. Like I thought that this was a joke and somebody had yeah, like basically, I yeah. because now at the, with all the check marks yeah. disappearing, you don't know who's official or not official, but no big deal. Just the entire state of professional golf yeah. got <laughs> turned uh, upside down here on a Tuesday morning. Ironically enough, I believe tomorrow is one year when we had the first live event uh, last summer in London. And it's it seems like we've had 20 years pass, you know, with this kind yeah. of impasse here, and it's just been 365 days of time. And uh, now here we are, uh, not knowing where it's going to go next. but <laughs> Yeah, definitely going to talk to RBC. You should hang around for that. We will give you our plays and thoughts and picks and things like that. But, I mean, this – this story being the biggest story in golf. Literally, I mean, I, this is not hyperbole, I don't think, whenever we say that this is the biggest story in golf of our lifetimes yes. and maybe ever, yes. and maybe only second to when they formed Liv in the first place, yes. right? I mean, like, <laughs> so this is, here we are a year and a half later, and now we're talking about everybody playing nice in the sandbox. And listen, we will get to the betting implications of this as well, what we think may or may not be coming from this, but we can at least give you kind of the nuts and bolts of what we know for sure. And Kelly... When we take a look here, more than more than anything, we know now all of the legal battles and everything yep. that were going on, those are now in a thing of the past. That was part of the agreement in all of this, that any pending litigation is going to go away. So now this will no longer be fought out in the court of law, and everyone's at least going to play nice from that standpoint. Yeah, and there is, look, we got uh, re- released to the players by Jay Monahan today, PGA Tour commissioner. So there, there are some things we know, some things that we have to speculate going forward, and some things that, listen, the PGA Tour and all these tours don't really haven't settled on yet. And the players, most of them found out live on Twitter this morning. But just for what do we know right now, okay, this is – 
what's going to happen is that you're going to see PIF. Okay, what is that? That's the Public Investing Fund. That is what we've been talking about that backs the Live Golf Tour. So what is going to happen is that the, that the uh, Public Investment Fund, PGA Tour, DP World Tour will collectively come together to form a new entity. Okay, the Public Investment Fund will also become a premier corporate sponsor of the PGA Tour. Uh, the agreement between the three tours ends all the pending litigation, as you said, Matt. PGA DP World Tours will work with live players on reapplying to tours after this season. Uh, there has been talk of fines for those players to rejoin because of all the money they got at live, but we'll get into some of that later. Uh, and PGA Tour will evaluate how to best integrate team golf into the professional game, which from a betting implication, I don't know about you guys, but I hate that idea. Yeah, so we will talk certainly the betting implication, but Wes, let's just get to kind of the, the sh I guess, let's call it the most shocking thing about all this outside of the news itself, which was the fact that it seems like none of the players knew at all, right? Yeah. And like, right. I mean, maybe Rory McIlroy did just maybe because a couple of the top guys. they gave him a little bit of a heads up because he had been such a vocal person against Liv. You would like to think that they gave him a heads up and maybe that has some of the reason to do with him being less vocal over the last few weeks mm -hmm. about all of this and just kind of taking a step back with everything. But you see some of the top players, we even have a tweet here at Colin Morikawa, obviously a top 10 player in the world saying he loves finding out about morning news on Twitter. And so it, it does raise a little bit of the question about, you know, we thought that maybe the PGA tour was taking a step in the right direction with offering more money up to these guys, trying to get the financial compensation in these tournaments up to where now we find out could have been all along. Right. But yeah. instead they were not doing that. And now it goes back to us wondering again, are, are they tone deaf here? Are they honestly really understanding everything for the fact that these guys are waking up, on a Tuesday morning and finding out, oh, by the way, everything that you told us to you know, right. wave the flag for and beat the desk for Protect the and, shield. And, and yeah, yeah and, and you know, everything that we have done up to this point was all for nothing. Yeah, and look, uh this uh the meeting that apparently is gonna be held about two hours from now as as we are recording this program is a player meeting that is going to be up in Toronto where the RBC Canadian Open is being held. I imagine uh, those gentlemen have a lot of questions uh, and their agents and their caddies and everybody attached with them wondering like, okay, we defended this tour and now you go ahead and do this deal. And, and if I'm a player, I kind of feel like I'm stabbed in the back mm -hmm, a little mm -hmm. bit because, you know, you've left us hanging out to dry. It's like I, we turned some guys turned down astronomical money. Right. But it's not just about the money. It was about standing up for the tradition of the PGA Tour and everything that comes along with it. Standing up for the sponsors, standing up for your television partners, mm -hmm. uh, your staffs, your volunteers at all these events that go throughout the tour schedule throughout the year. And now all that's all that's for not. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're a player, you kind of feel like you made me look like a jerk here because I stood up for what I thought was right at a, at a big cost, too. I think it was Joel Beale who put that out about Rory McIlroy. All of these players have lost something, yes. whether it was money or whether it was fan support, mm -hmm. friendships. Like, this totally mm -hmm. changed the game. And all of a sudden, you know, we're expecting, like, a kumbaya moment with, the, with all of these tours together. It was just so surreal seeing on CNBC and then Golf Channel eventually picked up the yeah. stream. They were televising, I think, the DP World Tour event from uh, Sunday. It was like, shouldn't you break in for this? And they finally did. And to see Jay Monahan, the PGA Tour Commissioner, and uh, Yasir Al-Rahman, if I'm pronouncing mm -hmm. that last name right. He is the governor, by the way, of the Public Investment Fund, which is run by the government of Saudi Arabia. He's the chair of Saudi Aramco, a big oil company. 
chair of Newcastle United because mm-hmm. uh, the PIF owns 80% of that franchise in the Premier League. So to see them sitting together, it reminded me at least a little bit of a few weeks ago what we saw that Endeavor Mm-hmm. new company that was established with UFC and WWE and to see Ari Emanuel and Vince McMahon sitting next to each other. But this was even more surreal to see this morning. And I think the, I think the money is one of those things that we can't, we can't skip over, right? It is. We, we heard reports of $900 million well, for Tiger Woods. That, that's the thing. $300 million for Hideki, if, right? If we, if we are to believe some of these rumors, right? I mean, it is, it is something where if you wake up and you are one of those guys, you, it's 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 more than being feel like you got stabbed in the back. Yes, it is like now I turn down not life changing money, generational, generational money yep. for my kids, my kids' kids, and everyone in between. Yep. I mean, you're talking about guys like and, and listen. He was at the time when this was all you know. Sam Burns was one of the top players on the planet. Like he was offered a, again, rumored close to a hundred million dollars, mm-hmm. in which he he turned down and. And it, this is like a less established guy than a Hideki, who, by the way, could retire tomorrow and live off of his name in Japan. Like, it would be no ben problem. Benion had a very funny yeah. line, too, because Hideki apparently was waiting uh, for a, a flight at Spirit Airlines. Like, he could have bought Spirit Airlines. <laughs> 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 with, with all of this. But, like, you know, some of these younger guys that did turn it down based off of the waving of the flag, the, the hey, Salators. we're going to, yeah, and, and, you know, we're going to defend this. And really, and he and this is a guy that, is is waking up this morning, turning down nine figures, hurt and injured, hurt. and yes. wondering how his career is even going to play out yep. whenever we move forward from all this. And so there's there's a lot of this. And, and look, we're we're not going to bury our head in the sand. There's also the thing that was going on for an entire year of the talk of the ethical things that mm-hmm. were going on over there. Mm-hmm. That listen, it doesn't take very long where you can go back and you can find Jay Monahan bringing up nine eleven. Yep in an interview about reasons why you should be supporting the PGA tour and you should not be looking towards live and all of this. And so now it comes back to this whole thing where everybody was talking about from the very beginning, it's all about the almighty dollar anyway, with any of this. And it's funny how your morals can change and how you can completely look the opposite direction. Whenever some of those dollars and almighty dollars West are heading in your direction. Yeah. What did uh, Scott Van Pelt uh, of ESPN, I believe, by the way, tweeted the line from uh, the movie, new Jack city, the title the character, Nino Brown Mm. played by Wesley Snipes, always business, never personal. Mm -hmm. And boy, they're finding that out the hard way. A lot of these players and everybody attached to this game, because the players were loyal to this tour. Those that stayed. Now you have guys coming back. It's like, are they going to be full fledged members of the PGA tour? And how are you looking at somebody where it's like, Hey, this guy's making like four or $500 million. And I'm a number three player in the official world golf rankings. And I'm not getting close to that. Like, how's that going to fly? And there, and there's the, what we have, again, there's, we went over what we know. There's a lot of stuff that are uh, additional reports, rumors, and everything else like that going on right now. Matt West, I know we've heard about potential fines for the live players returning, mm-hmm. but how the heck does that work? Like, you know, I mean, we're going to pay you There's three. There's a lot of moving parts You know, we're going to pay you 300 k to join live. Okay, we're going to fine you $100,000 to come back. Cool, I made 200 k like, yeah. scot-free. Like, that's fantastic. I think it's also important to note, you went over the – the political stuff and ethical stuff, Matt, and that is something that we're not gonna we're not gonna focus on here. But you can't skip over it. You really can't. And, and I think it's worth bringing up at this time with when the PGA Tour went on the ultimate defensive. We have to keep in mind that the, that the PIF was always just interested in getting into golf. They didn't really have an agenda to set out a live a new league or anything like that. It was that the PGA mm-hmm. Tour wanted no part of them being a part of the tour. So it's. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, there's a lot of fingers, people to point fingers at today, but man, I keep thinking about that, circling back to that. And they got what they wanted, too, the PIF. They wanted to get a foothold into American yep. sports. So uh, I'll quote Rich Lerner on the Golf Channel, because I think he's right. The Saudis won. Mm-hmm. That's what they wanted to do is the, now they have a yeah. foothold in American sport on the PJ Tour, and I don't think they're going to stop there. No, I mean, listen, it was one of those things where I'm sure it took them a year to figure out, we're not going to get distribution for this tour that we thought we were going to yep. get distribution for. We thought that this was going to be some big advertisement for us. It didn't work out. So what's the next best thing? Basically go in and buy the sport of golf, mm-hmm. you know, and, and they were going to get the distribution that we want. Then we're going to get all the promotion that we want. And again, it worked out. For them, we're going to come back, give some final thoughts on this from betting implications, and then we will get into the RBC. It's long shots here on BC. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. This is Long Shots, VEASAN's premier golf betting podcast. Here's Matt Brown, Wes Reynolds, and Kelly Bidlin. Become a smarter sports better with a VEASAN Pro subscription for a limited time. Sign up for just $9.99. Get full access to everything we do here. Daily pro picks. You get premium analysis from our handicappers and experts. 24-7 video access and pro tools like our exclusive betting splits. Showing to where the public and sharp money is going to give you an edge. VEASAN.com slash subscribe to sign up today. Matt, Wes, and Kelly here talking about the biggest news in sports of the day. And it's weird that golf news is actually the biggest news in sports when we have the NBA playoffs. We have the NHL playoffs, and instead, we get golf as the number one thing going on here. And listen, Wes, you just mentioned it on on Golf Channel right now. Look, Bram Shamley's going to get dragged through all this. All he did, he is paid to be a golf commentator to give his opinion. That is what he gets paid to do. And so he did that. And so... He, all he did was what he was supposed to be doing. I, I mean, I know everyone's already trying to like drag him mm-hmm. here and all of this, but mm-hmm. I mean, this is, he was he was a golf analyst at this point in his career. He gave his he gave his opinion, which is what he is supposed to do. Right. That is it is what it is. You know, he can he can still react to this however he wants to, and it's it doesn't change how how his job, what he's supposed to be doing, and anything that happened over the last year and a half. And and I think what makes this uh, so acrimonious, as we've seen over the last year time is that it's not just a golf story. Yeah. It's a news story. Mm-hmm. It's a politics story. It's a geopolitical story here uh, with uh, all the players that are involved here. And that's not going to change. Now, you know, in terms of the game, I think the game eventually, like, takes care of itself because I was asked, actually, on a prior VEASAN program on Lombardi line by uh, Stormy Bonatani and Michael Lombardi, hey, how does this affect betting? I don't mm-hmm. think – I think it probably helps betting. In terms of golf, it probably makes the game a better product. 
But there is a lot of scars, you know, within one year's of time that has happened with this whole thing. And uh, those aren't going to heal overnight. Yeah, yeah, Kelly, when we look at this, this is really what this is all about. If we start to – this is a betting program. So, like, mm-hmm. we'll turn this to to the betting side of things. But, you know, what this does, I think, in the in – the, at least we, from what we know, is going to be, hey, these lesser events are probably going to get some of these guys back, you know, that are going to be playing. Because, look, everybody at Live is not a superstar, by the way. Like, yeah, everybody, right. like yeah. you know, like, literally, right. there's it's, it's pretty top-heavy, actually. And then it's a bunch of the guys that were middling, maybe kind of on the ups. You have your kind of Joaquin Neimans and things of the world that were like, we liked to bet them every now and then, but they never really wanted. You know, it was like kind of guys that were on the up and up. Does that change? Do they get back into trying to work their way into, you know, the top 10 of the world? Stuff like that. I think from a betting standpoint, does kind of bolster some of those events for sure. The elevated events were already loaded and stacked as it was anyway. Now they're probably going to get even more loaded with the likes of the very top of the top with the DJs and the Brooks Kepkas and stuff entering back in. So I think from a betting perspective purely, which is what we focus on here most of the time on long shots, I do, I do think this is better for us yeah, in the long run. Absolutely. I mean, look, for some, for some Someone like me who's struggled actually betting the elevated events this this, this year, uh, this is good news to me just because we're gonna have we're just gonna simply have more high quality and better numbers yes. and better, and better numbers, numbers because yes. the shortest of short guys now when you add a Kepka into the field and yep. a DJ into the field and you start putting those guys back in there, those numbers are gonna drift. Yeah, it becomes bit. longer and longer. So yeah, I think whether it's whether it's that Matt or it's we're just talking about more golf to bet right and. and we're a golf betting program. Like we love betting everything. We hear what mm-hmm. you hear. Wes Reynolds talk mm-hmm. about betting DP World Tour all the time. It's all around the world with Wes Reynolds. That's what mm-hmm. we call it for a reason. Um, he's been doing everything on the on the DP World Tour. We I, we love dabbling in the PGA Tour smaller events right. too. Just like you can maybe call this one this weekend, but like yeah. we still bet it because we go off of statistical models and live was never tracking strokes gain data. That was difficult. We're not going to have to worry about that anymore, hopefully. Yeah. And that is a major, major benefit. Now, Wes, for how we're speculating, we right? Mm-hmm. I mean, we assume whatever happens to whether live lives on or whether it's like rebranded as to some whatever right. it might be that they will adopt the same practices that we're getting from the PGA Tour side of things. So, again, for people who bet golf like we do, that is better, again, for us in the grand scheme of things because we were talking about so many of this, so many of these live guys whenever they would come over and play on PGA Tour or just trying to bet live events in general. It was a leap of faith, right? Yeah. We just kind of had to go with, like, well, he did – he finished seventh in this last one, so that's kind of good, I guess. And, you know, we just kind of were, were guessing as to how these guys were playing. Now we should actually have some hard data, which we really like to sink our teeth into whenever we bet these things. Yeah, without question. And Kelly briefly mentioned the DP World Tour. They needed this to happen because mm-hmm. they were losing relevancy. And I know we do usually on a week-to-week basis the Around the World with West segment and cover a lot of the DP World Tour. That's You got to think this will certainly strengthen their fields because a lot of their high-profile players have not been playing their events on a regular basis. So you get the DP World Tour, you get the PGA Tour. I don't know what is going to happen with the Live Tour in its official form. I can't imagine it's going to continue as like a Mm 54-hole event or whatnot because it sounds like just reading into the basics of the release that was sent out this morning that the PGA Tour is still kind of going to have the operational control over this whole enterprise. But the PIF folks and the folks that fund Live – are going to have more of the financial say. You know, they have a seat on the board. So they didn't just buy a seat on the board. They have rights going forward, not to get too much into the details of the finances, but 
they have rights going forward to have the right of first refusal for anybody that wants to invest in the sport, mm-hmm. yep. essentially. So Live basically gained financial control, but ceded operational control is what I'm reading into. Yeah, it. I actually think that's a good description. Yeah, from what I've read. Yeah, and so what we're mainly getting at, and this is kind of the last opinion part of this, and we'll start to get into to the betting aspect of the RBC, but if you are one of these top guys, I think every conversation really starting today and moving forward is going to begin and end with where is my guaranteed money? What is my guaranteed Mm -hmm. money? I am not going to be playing like you just mentioned. What like I'm not going to be playing with the 118th, you know, ranked person in the world who is guaranteed four million dollar right. salary or whatever. Like you better come to me with some sort of something here, or I will not be showing up to any event outside of the very biggest events because you are never going to get me to show. Like, look, we're going to talk about the RBC in a second. They have some stars that have shown up to this event. Now, some of those guys are sponsored by RBC, and so they're you know yeah, contractually obligated to show up. But, but still, there are some stars that are showing up here for an event that is not elevated and not going to get a ton of money in their pocket even if they do win it. I would be like, hey, bro, let me tell you something real quick. I get it. Business decision. Also on my end, business decision let me see where the money starts. Mm-hmm. I would, uh, Matt. I would argue that the uh, the the people that are celebrating the most today would be uh, golf agents and uh, lawyers <laughs> that are involved because lawyers are about to make a whole lot of scratch off of this. But, but Wes, I mean, if you look at these guys, I mean, you, you know, you're you're calling more cows and things that have been coming out today, saying they didn't know anything about all of this, and you, know, you can only assume turn down. 50 plus million, you know, uh, somewhere along the way offers to get this done. I do think if you're the PGA tour, I have no idea what negotiations have been going on behind the scenes, but there had to have been the understanding that some of these guys would be wanting to kind of make this right from a financial aspect. I can't believe they would be yeah. so naive as to think like, you know what we're going to do? We're going to make this announcement. Everyone's just going to be perfectly happy that they turned down yeah. seven, eight, nine figures. That's why I'm a little suspicious. I got to mm. think some people, knew, you know, some players, especially at the top, knew about this. And certainly if they didn't, that question's going to be asked in about an hour and a half from now when uh, Jay Monahan conducts that player mm. meeting. I'm sure not only the players in person, but also guys Zooming in or Skyping right. in all over the country because we do have a major championship. And yet again, by the way, the U.S. Open going to take a backseat as a story to this whole thing with Live Golf. It happened last year up at Brookline, and it looks like it's going to happen this year in L.A. Yeah, how brutal uh, as we make the transition here to the RBC. How brutal for this tournament because it was a, <laughs> it was a tournament that was probably going to go pretty under the radar as it was anyway. And now no one is talking about this tournament. No one is going to care at all about this tournament. I just saw a tweet out. uh, The PGA Tour, by the way, just tweeted out the pairings uh, for (laughs) for the first two rounds and uh, a quote tweet of not now, Exploded. <laughs> right. I'll Seriously. leave it at that. When we take a look at this, uh, we mentioned pretty top heavy here. Rory McElroy is five to one to win this event. There is a lot of guys that are going to be focusing next towards next week with the U.S. Open. Tyrrell Hatton, to kind of let you know the depth of the field here, comes in as your second shot at 11 to one. Sam Burns at 14, as is Fitz, Matt Fitzpatrick and Cam Young. You get into Justin Rose and Corey Connors at 18 to one, and then Shane Lowry at 20. A big jump all the way to 30 
from there. And this is where we talk about kind of the depth of the field. Not that Sai Tagala isn't a good player or Keith Mitchell isn't a good player, but now we're getting these guys that we typically see at 50, 60-ish to one, coming in at 30, 35, 40, stuff like that. Um, so th the depth of the field here, Wes, and we'll get into, you know, the, the course and the things that we looked at and, and how our models spit things out here. What it did for us, and you and I alluded to this a little bit yesterday, for my card, it just led me towards the kind of the middle of the pack here. I don't think I'm losing too much value if I come in in tournament on a guy like Hatton or Burns or mm -hmm. Fitzpatrick because they're only at 11 or 14 and stuff as it is right now right. anyway, right? So I, I tried to get more of that middle of the pack into the card this week. Yeah, I did too. I played mm -hmm. one actually that's on that first page of the graphic. Mm -hmm. We'll get to the picks later in the show. But I went a lot of mid-range and bomb guys mm -hmm. this week. I think this is a good week to do that. Yeah, we're a little bit oppo this week, guys. You went top heavy, did you? I, uh, I, I didn't see much value in the mid-range. I went top and long shots. That's it. So. All right. Well, we yeah, will see. We'll, we'll certainly see how this all turns out. We'll try to run through what we know of the course as well. This is Long Shots here on VC. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. This is Long Shots, VEASAN's premier golf betting podcast. Here's Matt Brown, Wes Reynolds, and Kelly Bidlin. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit VEASAN.com to check out the current betting splits data. Splitting bets. Want to know where the money and bets are moving for every game? The betting splits page updated with DraftKings odds every 10 minutes so you can see the changes in all of the action. Betting splits, another way VEASAN's here to make you a more informed, better year-round. Head on over to VEASAN.com to check that out. Matt Brown. Wes Reynolds, Kelly Bidlin, here to talk a little RBC Canadian Open, and it is at Oakdale Golf and Country Club. It is up in Ontario, Canada. We believe it's a par 72. It might be a par 71. <laughs> that is to be determined uh, with all of this. But, Wes, as you dug in and really started to try and figure this out, because this is a new course. We've never seen this played. It's a rotational deal with the Canadian Open as it is anyway, but this course has never been played. And so we don't have a – ton of information we are pulling what we can here so what what do we know about this thing? yeah this is in north york ontario just outside of toronto the oakdale golf and country club uh uh former beeson guest and beeson guest from time to time jeff feinberg mm -hmm. is actually a member at this course and was shocked to see that his home club got this tournament but nevertheless uh 37th different course to have the canadian open there's actually 27 holes here and it's going to be like a little bit of a composite here. Uh, you're going to have, I think the back nine is called the Knudsen nine, which is George Knudsen, eight-time PGA Tour winner. And then they're going to take part of the nine from Stanley Thompson, who is the original architect of this course in 1926. And then I'm going to try to pronounce this name right. Uh, uh, Wolf Hominick. 
uh, who is a longtime uh, Canadian Golf Hall of Famer and was a golf pro up there. Some of his holes will be played. So the track that we have on the official scorecard is 7,264 yards, a par 72, with a front nine, by the way, at 3,795 going out and then a back nine coming in at 3,469. You usually don't see that type of discrepancy. So Rolling terrain, elevation changes throughout the property. You've got some hills that play uphill. You've got some pinched fairways here. The crown greens with false fronts. So it's not a very flat course, but by and large, a very straight course. Only, I think, two dog mm-hmm. legs listed on this layout. Uh, Kentucky bluegrass rough, uh, which is going to be pretty long, actually, this week because they're trying to get it somewhat of a facsimile of the U.S. Open, about four to five inches. Bent grass greens and fairways of 20% POA, 80% bent grass. Uh, Going to roll about 12 on the stint meter, so pretty average speed. Greens average around 6,000 square feet, but you have some greens that are really small, like 3,500 square feet, and then you have some that are huge that are 7,500 yeah. square feet. So, you know, a lot of little different nuances yeah. i guess if you want to say in this course not a lot of water danger there is a creek that runs through the course called black creek so four water danger holes only 59 bunkers just looking at what i saw the fairways are a little bit tight and the rough is going to be thick but the holes are pretty straight so you can bomb and gouge it here or you can club down and try to have short wedges into the green yeah kelly i don't know how you went into putting things together but for me I didn't really target any sort of t- any sort of player yeah. for this one because I think there will be two different ways to go about all this like Wes just mentioned if you want to just be a fairway finder the course is short enough to where I think you can take take advantage of that but if if you also want to hit it way down there, even though the fact that the rough is as deep as it is, some of these holes are, you know, 360, 370, 380. If you're hitting at 330 down there, it doesn't really matter that you're hitting out of that whenever you're, you know, as big and, and powerful as most of these guys are. So I didn't target any specific type of player this week, just more of a general type of model. I'll be curious to see how mine matches up with yours, but what were you doing as you started putting the model together? I, I, when I first started, I, when I read the scorecard, read the yardage, I said, oh man, bombing couch, let's go. Like I'm looking for big hitters. And then I started backtracking, Matt, kind of, mm-hmm. kind of to your point. I'm like, you know what? We really, we've never seen this course before. Um, I, I don't know if there's a lot of high quality big drivers in this field I trust right now. Yeah, I think I get Keith Mitchell's a good example, right? Where we were playing him a lot earlier in the year. I don't really know how much I can trust the guy right now, but I think I you could you could set up your your models or what you're looking at for this event m- multiple different ways, like you talked about, Matt. I ended up not going for really more of the bomb and gouge. Uh, uh, type of you know type of modeling setup that and then you got to start f- uh, factoring in different proximity ranges for approaches and what you really got to look at then. Uh, so I'm with you. I kind of did a more uh, more just a down the middle uh, kind of looking for guys that are going to be hit, hitting fairways and just hopefully making putts and putting it close with those second shots, make the putt, make a birdie. Wes, as you put together your model, what was the emphasis and what were the stats that you were really looking at? Well, I think when we don't have an idea of a baseline like mm-hmm. we were just talking about, you got multiple approaches here. You can rely on approach, I think, a little bit. That's always at least a mainstay that I think you have to look at because you still got to hit your irons well. So I did do approach, and I did a little bit of an addendum onto that. Proximity, there are various proximities. I've seen anywhere from 75 to 100, 150 to 175. I went in the middle, 125 to 150, Mm -hmm. because I think that's a lot of what your short irons are going to be from this range. Uh, I went fairways gained. 
I also went good drives gained uh, with long rough as an mm-hmm. addendum, uh, yeah. courtesy of our friends at Fantasy National, because I want guys that you know can find the rough, but yet still could be considered a good drive because they hit the green in regulation, and that's what good drives gain basically is. Uh, in terms, I did some scoring stuff, strokes gain par 4, 450 to 500, 350 to 400. I think five of the 12 are 350 to 400, and then five of the 12 are 450 to 500. So you got five shorties and then five long ones and then two intermediates. Uh, birdie or better gain because I still think high teens is going to win this thing, yep. even with the uh, thicker and longer rough, and then – also, uh, some strokes gained around the green and very small strokes gained putting on Ben Grass. Yeah, that was one. Uh, just real quick, Matt, because yeah. I got a lot of the same things that, that uh, Wes did. And it was like I've been a little around the green and sand saves. That does see, that is another one of the defenses this course is going to mm-hmm. have, right? It's around the green play, the, the thick, rough, uh, uh, thinner fairways. That's basically the main defense, right? But if we think the scoring is going to be in the high teens or something like that, I think it's something you need to look at for this week, but I'm not factoring in too much because if you're playing too much from around the green, you're probably not shooting 18, 19 under, right? So that was something I I think you need to to factor in this week, but I didn't want to look at too much. Uh, I did scoring stats, uh, birdie or better better opportunities gained, three putt avoidance, Uh, a lot of the driving stuff. I looked at the same thing, strokes gained approach, but didn't didn't really want to mess with a lot of the proximity angles because, like you said, Matt, I wanted to kind of just see what the basic stuff spat out first. I knew there Mm. were some guys that I was going to be targeting anyways kind of heading into this. So, um, yeah, I kind of went from a very, very – lengthy model to then shortened it a bit. The par four is 450 to 500. I punched in and I'll say it every week. If we're talking about a, a course where you're going to need to score strokes gain par five, I think you got to include in your model. So I, that was one I, I emphasized pretty heavily. I didn't because I think there's only going to be two par fives this week. And so <laughs> didn't go that direction because there's only going to be two opportunities with all of that. And so I don't know how important it's going to play. We could be, the reason we keep saying this is there's differing. The official scorecard has par 72. If you go to the official website of the tournament and you fly over hole 18, which is listed on the scorecard as a par five, it says par four on mm-hmm. it. So again, we, we're not real sure how many, this par, is what par. happens when you have a first time course in yeah, this rotation. Right. Yeah, so exactly. Oakdale's yeah. going through some growing <laughs> pains here. Uh, I did the majority of the stuff that you guys did. I was pretty heavy on scoring. I think this is going to be a scoring tournament. So I put in birdie or better percentage. I put in opportunities gained. Like I'm looking for dudes that I think that can score here. Mm-hmm. And I went pretty heavy and this was more of me just trying to find a player that I think is going to have success here because since we don't know this course and don't really know what's going to happen, I did some speculating. And so with that, I I did go fairly heavy with stuff off the tee, which I typically don't do a ton, but I put in just total driving. I did put in fairways gained. I did put in good drive percentage. Like I, I wanted the guy basically who gives me kind of the complete package with all of that. So I did do that as well in mine, which I don't do a ton of. And I did some speculation as well that I think that this course is going to score pretty easily. And so I did all of these and factored in that it comes on easy scoring condition courses. Mm -hmm. And so that's how the model kind of spit out things for me. We'll give our official plays whenever we come back. But just some names that were at the top here, guys. I'm I'm assuming all of the shorties were pretty close to the top for y'all as it was for me. I mean, Justin Rose, Tyrrell Hatton, Shane Lowry, Fitzpatrick, Rory. Those were the names that kind of continue to pepper the top of all of my models. Did that change for you at all, Wes? Not a lot, but Mm. there were a couple big price guys, which uh, uh, will be on Mm. my card, which did to be revealed in the last segment. Mm. But I saw a lot of Aaron Rye 
actually mm-hmm. on my on my card. A guy that I think is pretty good with short irons. Uh, a guy that's a fairway finder. So I saw a lot of him. I saw a little bit of, and maybe it's because of recent form. Mark Hubbard, who played very yes. well at the Memorial. Another long shot that appeared. Ben Martin, who's been in pretty solid form this spring. Those were guys that appeared. But other than that, the usual suspects: Rory, Justin Rose, Matt Fitzpatrick, Tyrrell Hatton all up there very high in most of these categories. Yeah, I, I would say Matt just really the only guy that, that kind of surprised me, mm-hmm. kind of, because I know you've played him a few times this year. Kind of surprised me with how high he was on mul- across multiple models for me uh, and a, a, across different mm-hmm. sites as well that we use different sites for this. Carson Young, he was a guy that ended up Does he really- make my card this week? <laughs> <laughs> Stick around and find out because uh, maybe, maybe he makes my card this week because he was as high as sixth yeah, me in too. one of the models <laughs> that I ran. When we come back, we will run down our full betting card for the RBC. It is Long Shots here on Visa. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Finding the right news podcast can feel like dating. It seems promising until you start listening. When you hit play on Post Reports, you'll get fascinating conversations and sometimes a little fun, too. I'm Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. Martine and I are the hosts of Post Reports. The show comes out every weekday from The Washington Post. You can follow and listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. It'll be a match, I promise. This is Long Shots, VEASAN's premier golf betting podcast. Here's Matt Brown, Wes Reynolds, and Kelly Bidlin. Become a VEASAN Pro subscriber today and get the daily email recap. Of all of our best bets from show hosts and guests, you get unlimited access to vcin.com slash picks page as well. You can sort by sport, matchup, event date, and more. You can check out top VEASAN experts on our leaderboard, get their records, profit, ROI, and see who's got the hot hand out there for VEASAN Pro Picks, betting splits, power ratings, plus 24-7 video access. Become a VEASAN Pro subscriber today. Sign up, just $9.99 American over at vcin.com slash subscribe. It is Matt, it is Wes, it is Kelly, and it is time for us to give you our betting cards here for the RBC. And again, this is a tournament in which it is very, very top heavy at the top of the odds board. Again, if you didn't join us at the beginning of the show, it is a five to one on Rory McIlroy to win this thing. Tyrrell Hatton, who you typically find in the 25 ish to 30 ish range is sitting 11 to one in this tournament. Sam Burns, who's certainly not been lighting the world on fire of late is sitting at 14 to one, just to give you an idea of how the odds board breaks down. So whenever you hear some of the numbers on some of the names attached that we're about to give you, it's going to be shorter than you normally would get on these type of players, but it's just the depth of the field that we're getting here at the RBC Canadian Open. So Wes, let's kick things off with you. What does your outright betting card look like? Yeah, I started uh, with Tommy Fleetwood at at 22 to 1. We saw, of course, Victor Hovland finally got that first win on American soil. Tommy Fleetwood uh, looking for that, too. His first official PGA Tour win has won several times on the DP World Tour, other tours uh, over in Asia as well. So, 
He's been playing, I think, pretty solid this year. Just hasn't necessarily been right there. He wasn't in the Memorial last week. But uh, if you look, 10th in strokes gain total this season, 10th in tee to green, first in around the green, and that's for the season, not, you know, like how kind of we do it, last 24 mm-hmm. rounds, last 36 rounds. But Fleetwood's shown a little bit of consistency. So this could be a good spot for him. I expect that this isn't just a prep for a major for Tommy Fleetwood, yeah. that he's going to want this uh, a little bit more than normal. And then uh, second play, Adrian Moronk at 50-1. to one. Uh, Adrian Moronk uh, won the Italian Open a few weeks ago, got there for me at 20-1. to one. He is now playing over here a little bit more on the PGA Tour. He probably locked himself in for European Ryder Cup status, but wants to get that win over here in America. He is number one on uh, the uh, or North America, I should mm-hmm. say, because Canada is not necessarily America. But anywho, strokes gained off the tee. Number one on the DP World Tour is Adrian Moronk, so I bet him at fifty to one. Eric Cole, seventy-five to one. He's been actually cut a little bit. This is a guy that hasn't turned out to be a one-hit wonder. I know Matt and I mm-hmm. were both on him at the Honda Classic, where he loses in the playoff to Chris Kirk. But yeah, sorry about that. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I know <laughs> you, you had the better of that with Chris Kirk, but at least somebody on the show got a win. And yeah, he's missed a few cuts in between, but he's had some pretty good finishes. I think he's had like uh, four top twenty-five finishes at least, and another top five uh, to boot. After that Honda Classic, so 75 to 1 on him. Aaron Rye, 110 to 1, who I wish I backed for first round leader when I backed him at the RBC Heritage because he ended up winning that. So he's a guy that's a fairway finder. He's a guy that is a really good ball striker, not a very long hitter off the tee. Unlike Vincent Norman at 115 to 1, the uh, the Swede uh, who has played very well this year. He is near the top in driving distance, all the driving metrics, strokes gain off the tee. This is a guy, if you look at his form, uh, uh, before the 48th he had two weeks ago, 8th, 18th, 9th, a missed cut, and 16th. So four top 20s in those uh, five events, four of the last six events overall. Ben Martin, 125 to 1, another kind of form guy that mm-hmm. I think maybe I'm falling into like, okay, he's had consistent form in the spring, even though he's tapered off a little bit over the last few weeks. And uh, also Mark Hubbard, 125 to 1, he played very well at the Memorial last week. Uh, despite the fact he fell down for 30th, I felt he was much better than his finish, just kind of fell on Sunday. He was also ninth at Colonial. A couple of these guys, too, by the way, Eric Cole, Vincent Norman. They come in with some feel good because they made it through Monday qualifying mm-hmm. yesterday for the U.S. Open at the various regional sites across the country. Also one in Toronto where I think Vincent Norman got one of those spots. So I think, you know, when you got that pressure off, it's like, hey, I feel good. I did what I needed to do. You all of a sudden feel like you can win this tournament. And I think those two guys do. We, we share three outright plays. We do not talk about wow. our plays before we come in because we don't want to taint everybody. You know, we might add something a little bit after after we are all able to talk through everything, but we don't want to taint the, the thinking process whenever we're putting together our cards. I actually do share three with Wes. Before we get to Kelly, real quick, this is an event. It is right before a major, and so just remember, a lot of withdrawals here in this thing. So if you have put in some early bets, just make sure that mm-hmm. your guy is still in the tournament just off the, you know, again, off the top of my head here. Charlie Hoffman, Ben Griffin, Davis Thompson, Sam Ryder, Sam Stevens, Luke List, Zach Blair, Benny Ahn. These are all guys that have already withdrawn from this event. So just if you did put in an early bet this week, make sure that that bet is still valid because your guy is still in Right, the and, field. And, and we mentioned with some of these prizes, 
prices. Some of these prices, of course, are gonna are gonna shorten mm-hmm. with all the withdrawal. So you know, I got a good number on Norman. I would still bet him mm-hmm. at the price you have listed mm-hmm. in the in like the mid eighties or something like that, even though he was triple digits yesterday. Kelly, what's uh what's your card look like, my friend? Yeah, I think this is look we between the live news this morning and us doing a little bit earlier today. I think I can speak for all of us that we'll probably have go we'll have picks and bets mm-hmm. added. Uh, check in at Vison.com uh, probably Wednesday tomorrow for for an updated version of our cards. Mine's pretty light to start. But I'll be honest, after this live news today, I, I think I'm going to be worried about some of these guys' mindsets, especially the bigger players that have to deal mm. through all do, deal through all this stuff over the next day or two uh, out there at, out there at the site. Um, especially if you had any interest in Rory McIlroy. I mean, what what could be going through that guy's head right now? And the fact that he's also got to be the defending champion, the two-time defending champion, I might add, uh, of this event. So it's like a lot going through his mind. He doesn't want to withdraw, I don't think, because he wants to defend the title and have the obligation to the sponsor and to the organizers and whatnot. Yeah, so no matchup plays for me yet. The outright card, I think, is this is all I've got. But I am back on my boy Ty Ty Hatton. Uh, I've been riding that wave a lot recently. Man, I, I think there is the dip in talent from when you get from the top of the board. I don't think this 12-1 to number is outlandish with him. I actually think with, with everything Rory's going to have to go up, with, up against with this week, off the course, the struggles he's had on the course – I think Hatton and, and Rory McIlroy's numbers should be way closer together than they actually are. I did, though, Matt, I think you should always save a bullet to jump in live mm-hmm. in these situations, as you brought up with numbers that's short. So played it. We'll be willing to jump in live on him again. Justin Rose, 20 to 1, like him. Play, uh, have played him a bunch here recently. Played him in a top 20 as well. Really like that bet this week. Uh, Carson Young, 200 to 1. Uh, that's my big, long outright. We talked about him before, uh, really popping in our models that here at Circa in town. So, yes, not available to everybody mm-hmm. out there, uh, these kind of numbers. Top 20, Rose and Tommy Fleetwood. Decided to go stay away from Fleetwood on the outright market, West, but I'm with you there. Love a top 20 play for him this week. Didn't go the outright with Vincent Norman, but we all land up on bets for with him. I went top Swedish player at all plus right. 170. I think my first time betting that market. There you I go. Think. All right. I yeah. Think. It, it very well, very well might be. So going like, against Ludwig Aberg, by the way, yeah. who makes his official debut as a member of the PGA Tour, by the way, uh, number one at the PGA Tour U, so he gets promoted to the PGA Tour, was the uh, college national champion. Hey, it worked last week with Bro Zhang. Mm-hmm. On the LPGA, why not here? Like I said, did share three outrights with Wes, so I don't need to go into those for you. I have Eric Cole, I have Mark Hubbard, and I also have Vincent Norman as well. All three of those guys popping in the model way, way, way higher than I thought that they would. Now, these numbers are current as of the as of putting this graphic together over on DraftKings, so this is what you could get right this second if you were to hop in. We always encourage shopping around. There might be better numbers, certainly in outright markets out there, but uh, these those three numbers are all accurate. The other ones that I do have on the card, a couple of Adams in Hadwin and Svensson, both of these guys coming wow. in inside the top 10 in a couple of versions, and then top 20 for Svensson in another one both of the versions. Both good Canadian of, boys as yeah, well. Yeah, of my, of my model here, I thought that it was, I thought people were going to say, are you doing this just because they're Canadian? No, this was actually a numbers play mm-hmm. with where they showed up and the odds that were actually attached to their names as well. And the other guy that didn't, we, we did talk about this, Kelly. You have him on your card as well. I do have Carson Young as well on mine. You can see he's taking some action over at DraftKings. He is down to 90-1 to one I'd still over play there. that number. And, no, that is still yeah. a, a good number on a guy that, like I said, 
if you look, and, and I did some very recent form modeling as well because I kind of wanted to see in a field like this, is someone just coming in hot and maybe they can just run hot, you know, in a, in a field that's not quite super deep. And this guy is finishing inside the top six in those type of models as well. And so it's just too hard for me to ignore with a number like that attached to his name. So Carson Young as well. So Adam Hadwin, Adams Vincent, Eric Cole, Mark Hubbard, Vincent Norman, and Carson Young. Probably be, and as always, guys, we add placement market bets to every one of the outrights that we bet as well. We just don't have to continue to re-say that every single week, but that is another thing that we definitely have inside there. So there'll be some sort of something attached to each one of these guys, be it a 40, a 30, a 20, maybe even a 10 on some of these higher upside guys. Thanks for watching. Best bets here on DraftKings Network and on VEASAN. We show the best bets of VEASAN every day at 2 p.m. Eastern. VEASAN sports betting experts share their analysis picks and sports betting talk 24-7 at VEASAN.com as well. On VEASAN, please stick around for Sharp Money. And those on DraftKings Network, Ross Tucker, coming up next. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.